going forward. In the hood, till the wolves come. Bitches let it drink in the club, till the wolves come. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves come. Everyone strip on the floor, we the wolves done. Who can fuck with De Niro? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf till we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver, Don, daughter, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk Trigger finger streets while leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas that get tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas they be moving in the pack Think the shit is sweet they be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you at No matter Addy nigga we gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, episode 286. I'm your host, Mike De Niro, and you are here live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So first, before most, throw your ones up in the motherfucking air and hit that subscribe button right now. Also, hit that subscribe button if you're watching from the Circle of Debate YouTube channel. And if you guys are on Twitch, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow all the social medias for both the Bloodline and the Circle of Debate. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here. We have a super stack show for you because we're talking all about WWF Backlash 2001, one of my favorite shows ever, one of the most underrated pay-per-views ever. But first, make sure you follow online. Make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Make sure you follow on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. And make sure you follow the Bloodline Entertainment Network on all social medias. You don't want to miss out. We are making history over at the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Make sure you check out the website too, the Bloodline Entertainment Network website. More than just podcasts, we got articles, sports, more than just wrestling, entertainment, all platforms. We are doing it big at the Bloodline. Make sure you cop some Wrestling DeLorean podcast merchandise. Look at this sexy-ass cup. Look at this sexy-ass cup. Make sure you cop the merchandise. Definitely you know, we support, we love all the support. We appreciate all the support. Without you, there is no us. Thank you so much. Let's see who's in the building already. We, we got the tribal chief himself. We got my man, Devin, from Clark Street. Thank you so much, bro, for being here. Word. And make sure you smash that fucking Twitch likes, yo. Also, shout out to Brocast. We got the fucking homies from Australia in the building. How you doing, bro? Thank you so much for being here. First and foremost, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors because just like every episode of the Wrestling Lauren podcast, we are sponsored by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs, including the weed whacker, the lawnmower, and the new beard trimmer that is coming to Manscaped very soon. Cop the most comfortable, most comfortable boxes of all time, the crop preserver, the ball deodorant. Your balls will thank you. Put in the promo code DeLorean, all caps, D-E-L-O-R-E-A-N, for 20% off. Enough of the chit-chat, ladies and gentlemen. I am excited to talk about Backlash 2001, so let's cut to the 
let's cut to the chase. Let's 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 strap in our seatbelts. Let's load up the DeLorean and let's go back to 2001 because we have a hell of a show to talk about, y'all. gentlemen let's talk about it wwf backlash 2001 live from chicago shout out to my bloodline brothers from chicago clark street shout out to devin shout out to hafiz shout out to my homie tim motherfucking king from chicago definitely awesome to see wwf in chicago always the all-state arena they always do it big at the all-state arena Seventeen thousand fans sold out the all-state arena WWE announced that this was their 18th sellout in Chicago in a row for a pay-per-view. So definitely a big, big show. Fun opening package. We get a really cool opening package discussing the winner-takes-all main event between the Brothers of Destruction and the two-man power trip where all the belts are on the line. I'm talking the Tag Team Championships. I'm talking the IC Champion. I am talking the World Heavyweight Champion. Speaking of the Brothers of Destruction, and the two-man power trip. I'm very curious to know who you guys think was the most dominant tag team out of these two in WWF in 2001. So make sure you go to the poll in the live chat right now and put in your vote. Who was more dominant in 2001, the two-man power trip or the Brothers of Destruction? At the end of the show, I will be going over those poll results. I'm very curious to see what you guys think. Before we get into the main show, there were two pre-show matches one match was for the WWF Light Heavyweight Champion where Jerry Lynn, ECW alumni, makes his WWF debut and beats Crash Holly and wins the WWF uh, Light Heavyweight Champion. And then also we had a match between Molly, Holly, and Lita where Lita came out as the victor in the matchup. And that brings us to the main show. We start out hot with a fun opening matchup, a six-man tag matchup. It is the Dudley Boys, all three of them. Bubba Ray, Devon, and Spike Dudley going against the X Factor, Albert, X Pac, and Just Incredible. Like I said, fun matchup. I love how Spike is being used as a weapon in this matchup by Brother Ray, who is just picking him up and tossing him to the outside, then going outside, grabbing him, tossing him back into the ring, tossing him back into uh, X Pac. It was really cool to see that the Dudleys couldn't use a weapon because this wasn't a no DQ matchup, but they used their own half brother as a weapon by tossing spike around like a lawn dart. What up? What up? We got the South Philly cycle in the motherfucking building. What up, Dom? Thank you for, so much for being here, bro. We got Nick Deerding from the universal podcast and the out of here podcast. Awesome. First episode of out of here. Check that out as an exclusive here on the bloodline entertainment network. Really fun show. Devin says, one of the best stadiums in wrestling, not one bad seat in the house. Talk about the Allstate Arena. Definitely, I cannot wait. I will be planning to go to Chicago within the next year. My my goal is to see a show in Chicago, L.A., and New York all in the same year. You know, being that I live in New York, that's pretty much easy. But I definitely want to go to Chicago to check out a show at the Allstate and definitely got to see a Staples Center show for the WWE in California. Speaking of California, 
We got the motherfucking king of California in the building. We got my homie Ivan from Circle of Debate. What's popping, bro? Thank you so much for being here. And big shout out to the honorary Oost, my man Dan Bakley from Cage My IQ. Appreciate you being here. Back to the action. Like I said, you got Spike being used as a lawn dart for the Dudley Boys. Uh, the crowd chants that they want tables. And the Dudley Boys give the crowd exactly what they want because after a bit of a, you know, crazy-ass opening start to this matchup where it was just a no-DQ, it was a regular matchup, it breaks down to a no-DQ match where the Dudley Boys go for the tables. They bring out the tables. The referee is going to be very lenient here. He's letting it all rock. He says, you know what? Fuck it. It's pay-per-view, baby. You know what I mean? Two teams who have bad blood for each other. We ain't throwing it out here. We were going to have a no-DQ matchup. Bubba Ray gets the hot tag uh, later on in this matchup. He takes out Albert. He takes out uh, Just Incredible. In the end, though, it was a double super kick from X-Pac and Just Incredible onto uh, Spike Dudley. Think think the Young Bucks double super kick. That's what Just Incredible and X-Pac did to Spike Dudley to win the matchup. Matchup is over. Afterwards, the X-Factor continue the beatdown on the Dudley boys. But the Dudley boys fight back and hit a 3D on X-Pac through the table. The Dudley boys stand tall after the matchup. But this is the not the last we see of the Dudley boys versus the X-Factor. Got my boy Tim King in the building. What's up, bro? Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, bro. I was just talking about how, you know I mean? This show's in Chicago. And when I think of Chicago, I think of you and Devin. So thank you so much for being here. We see a limo pull up. And it is the Duchess. The Duchess is here because tonight we have a Duchess of Queensberry matchup between Chris Jericho and William Regal. The Duchess is here and William Regal's there to greet her and says, my lady, I promise you tonight you will not have any interactions with any scumbags of the WWF. You will only be treated like royalty here. And I promise you, I will make sure that nobody interacts with royalty. We see Kurt Angle backstage. He's shining his gold medals. He says that he is calm and he's going to destroy Chris Benoit tonight. He says tonight in the ultimate submission matchup, he's going to show why he is an Olympic gold medalist and how Chris Benoit is not on his level when it comes to submission pro wrestling. But before we get to a pure style wrestling matchup between Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle, we have... A hardcore matchup, totally on the opposite spectrum here. Hardcore championship matchup. It is Rhino versus Raven. So I said last week that leading up to this pay-per-view was going to be Raven versus Eddie Guerrero for the European Championship. That matchup was changed for some reason. It ends up being Rhino versus Raven for the hardcore championship here. And Eddie Guerrero has a European defense against Christian Cage and Matt Hardy later on tonight. But... In this matchup, Rhino and Raven took this shit old school. They showed why these two were some of the most iconic ECW stars in ECW and the two best ECW champions in ECW company history because they went absolutely hardcore and bash it crazy. There was a spot where Rhino goes for a gore on Raven and Raven hits a drop toe hold onto Rhino through a fucking shopping cart. That shit was stiff as hell. How Rhino was not concussed from that spot was beyond me. Rhino looked like he was just knocked loopy. Raven hits the Raven effect, but to no avail because Rhino gets up from the Raven effect like it was nothing. B 
beats his chest like the man is Sting and then hits the gore, gore, gore onto Raven. One, two, three. Very fun hardcore matchup. In the end, Rhino is still your WWE hardcore championship. Next matchup of the night, we got the Duchess of Queensberry matchup. Now, you may be asking yourself, what is a Duchess of Queensberry? This matchup is 100% in William Regal's favor because nobody knows the rules of the Duchess of Queensberry match besides the Duchess of Queensberry, who is ringside, and William Regal. So basically, Chris Jericho's coming into this matchup blind because he doesn't know the rules. William Regal does, though, and he refuses to tell Chris Jericho these rules, having the clear advantage over his opponent. The uh, Duchess of Queensberry, she's here. She doesn't look too pleased with the Chicago crowd booing her. Chris Jericho comes out and he says that Chicago's known for being the windy city, but Queensberry is known for being the ugly city. Just look at their Duchess. This gets the Duchess of Queensberry pissed off. He says, no one knows the rules of this matchup besides William Regal, and it doesn't matter. William Regal's still going to tap out tonight to the walls of Jericho. Uh, William Regal comes out. We have a good back-and-forth matchup. Still no rules that are popping out yet. Seems like a regular matchup. Uh, during the matchup, though, Chris Jericho hits the lion salt, goes for the pin, and right before the three count, we get one, two, and then the bell rings. It is the Duchess of Queensberry calling for the bell, saying that that's the end of round one. So apparently this matchup has rounds. That's new because Chris Jericho is about to get the victory, but... I guess William Regal was saved by the bell. This is absolutely brilliant. Like I said, this is a ultimate heel tactic for you to go into the matchup with knowledge of the rules while your opponent does not know the rules. You know, Chris Jericho about to get the pin and not knowing that there's a round system. Really brilliant. Uh, then Chris Jericho says, fuck it. Round two starts. He puts the walls of Jericho onto William Regal. Regal taps out. Referee goes for the call. He goes for the bell. The Duchess says not to ring the bell because he says, according to the Duchess of Queensberry rules, there is no submissions in the matchup. So then Regal gets up. He hits Chris Jericho with the Duchess Specter or Scepter. And the referee goes to call for a DQ. And the, the Duchess says no, because according to the Duchess of Queensberry rules, there is no DQs in this matchup. Chris Jericho says, fuck it after that. He hits a dropkick on William Regal. He goes face-to-face -face with the Duchess and takes out the Duchess' uh, royal security. Chris, yeah, Chris Jericho takes out the personal security. Then he throws uh, William Regal back into the ring. He goes for the walls of Jericho, but the Duchess hits Chris Jericho with her scepter. And then William Regal nails Chris Jericho with stiff, stiff chair shots. I'm talking about five chair shots to the back for the victory. One, two, three. With all the odds stacked in his favor, William Regal defeats Chris Jericho. Very, very entertaining matchup. I love that matchup. Like I said, it was really fun to see the heel, you know, hiding behind rules that Chris Jericho didn't even know existed. I thought that that was a very unique way to continue to build this feud between Jericho and Regal and a, a good way to make the crowd continue to hate William Regal. So we get a hardcore matchup. We get a matchup that is more comedic just because of the heel tactics of William Regal. And then we're going to break it down in a few seconds because we're about to talk about probably one of the best pure wrestling matches in the WWF history.
we have Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, 30-minute ultimate submission matchup. What does this mean? Just think of a Iron Man matchup where only submissions are allowed. Because this is 30 minutes. 30 minutes are on the clock. Whoever gets the most submissions in that 30-minute time span is the victor. Really good matchup. Fucking phenomenal. Go out of your way. I know a lot of people, when they talk about this show, they talk about the main event. And on this main event and on this show, how every title was on the line and the star power of the Brothers of Destruction versus the two-man power trip. But a sleeper matcher up of the year, not just of the night, but of the year, was Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit, 30 minutes ultimate submission matchup. Kurt Angle gets the first win when he gets a knee bar on Chris Benoit at the seven-minute mark. Benoit then gets the next submission with an arm bar on Kurt Angle at the eight-minute mark. So now it's tied 1-1. Kurt Angle wins with another fall when he gets the ankle lock at the 11-minute mark. Now 2-1. Then gets another submission when Kurt Angle puts Chris Benoit on his own finisher, the crippler crossface. He's now leading 3-1. to one. Benoit gets a tap out when he puts the half crab at the 19-minute mark onto uh, Kurt Angle making it three to two. Very physical matchup. Benoit tries in the last two minutes to hit, to put on the ankle lock and finally does. He gets his revenge for tapping out to the crippler crossface by putting Kurt Angle's own submission move on him. The ankle lock to tie it three, three with just uh, 30 seconds left. This leads to a three, three tie. We go to sudden death overtime and Chris Benoit wins pretty much instantly with the crippler crossface. Chris Benoit wins an amazing matchup. Like I said, go out of your way to see this ultimate submission matchup between Chris Benoit and Chris, well, Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. Such a pure wrestling dream. Like, this is just awesome. And I would love if WWE brought back the stipulation of an ultimate submission matchup. I could definitely see them putting Riddle in an ultimate submission matchup. Who else would fit that? Uh, Riddle versus uh, Chad Gable would be an awesome matchup to have this stipulation. But definitely, like I said, I don't think they ever did it again after this. So this is a matchup where it was a one and done and definitely one of a kind. So check out this matchup. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Dom says, maybe the only Regal and Jericho matchup that wasn't a technical masterpiece. I agree with that. Even though it was very technical, but I love how William Regal was hiding behind the rules. Speaking of technical masterpieces, these two fire. Definitely, bro, this ultimate submission matchup, in my opinion, is match of the year for 2001. And that is saying a lot because I just talked about an absolute banger of a show when I mentioned WrestleMania 17. You know, not only that, but SummerSlam was a banger. So to have this matchup be match of the year, I'm telling you, you got to go check it out. Ultimate submission matchup, Backlash 2001, Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit. A lot of stipulations on this show because next we have a last man standing matchup between the Big Show and Shane McMahon. Uh, Shane McMahon is being strategic here. He's, he's running from the Big Show and making the Big Show chase him, making the Big Show get gassed and get winded. And then every time the Big Show needs a second to take a breather, Shane McMahon just wails him with a Singapore cane or, or a kendo stick. Um, Shane McMahon tries to knock out the Big Show with a rag filled of chloroform. Tries to knock him out literally. Uh, during the match, Vince McMahon interferes with a chair shot to Shane McMahon, but to no avail, Shane McMahon gets up at the nine count. We see Test interfere, who has a you know a grudge right now against the Big Show, who took him out on Raw. Test interferes; he has Shane McMahon's back. They fight up to the entranceway, 
And then Test nails the big show, puts him on this, like, I guess, like the stage setting. And you have then Shane McMahon climb, I got to say, at least 35 feet as he climbs the backlash entranceway and hits a fucking beautiful, beautiful flying elbow, 35 feet up in the air. This was the Shane McMahon classic. This is the Shane O'Mac classic. You know what I mean? When he goes up to the fucking top of the Titan Tron, blesses himself because he doesn't know if he's going to survive that drop. And then he just, you know, throws cautious to the wind, fucking drops the elbow. Awesome, awesome moment. In the end, it is Test helping Shane McMahon back to his feet at the nine count while the Big Show cannot answer to the 10. Shane McMahon, a.k.a. the owner of WCW, Gets the victory here in this last man stand, last man standing matchup. Really, really awesome matchup. Shout out to Faction Cast, Sizzle Daddy. I appreciate you being here, y'all. But definitely, you know, what I mean, right now, there hasn't been a match that underdelivered. Every matchup is just delivering. Every stipulation is hitting. Whether it's the hardcore title matchup, whether it's the uh, Queens Danbury, the Duchess of Queensbury. God, that's a mouthful. The Duchess of Queensberry matchup, whether it's the ultimate submission matchup or this last man standing matchup, really, really good matches. Everything has a place and everything feels like it's connecting here, including the next matchup, a triple threat matchup for the European Championship. It is Matt Hardy versus Christian versus Eddie Guerrero. This was a very fun matchup that saw lots of interference from everyone's tag team partners. We've seen Dean Malenko. We've seen Perry Saturn. We've seen Jeff Hardy. We've seen Edge. We've seen Lita. Everybody interferes. But in the end, we have a new European champion as Matt Hardy holds the title. He gets the victory when he pins Eddie Guerrero. Really, really good matchup. I got to say, I like how they're building the Hardy boys here. Matt Hardy getting a singles title here was a big deal you i just talked about a couple weeks ago how jeff hardy got the ic title by defeating triple h you have matt hardy winning the european championship you have these guys in the main event feuding with stone cold and triple h that is really cool to see that at this point wwe realized that they need to start building that mid card so they start giving guys like matt and jeff Edge and Christian, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Kurt Angle. They start giving these guys more of an opportunity to make a name for themselves. And I think that that's awesome because here's guys like Matt Hardy who is rising to the top against guys like in this main event where we will be finally getting to the matchup that I've been building up for a long time. The Brothers of Destruction versus the two-man power trip. Really, really good matchup. First of all, like I said, all the belts were on the line. You had Stone Cold Steve Austin's World Heavyweight Champion. You had Triple H's Intercontinental Champion. And you had the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane's Tag Team Champions all on the line in this matchup. Really fun matchup. They brawled all over the Allstate Arena. The star power. The star power in this matchup was awesome. The fucking crowd reaction to everybody in this matchup was awesome. This main event was the icing on the cake of what was a phenomenal, phenomenal pay-per-view. In the end, though, it was the two-man power trip who walked away with the tag team champions. They defeated Undertaker and Kane. Stone Cold and Triple H now hold all the gold. You have Stone Cold and Triple H holding not only the Intercontinental Champion, not, holding, not only holding the WWF Champion, but holding the WWF 
tag team champions. Name a more dominant tag team than the two-man power trip holding all the gold, whether it's singles or tag. Awesome, awesome, awesome. This was phenomenal. Great matchup to end a great show. Like I said, in my opinion, probably the most underrated WWF pay-per-view of all time. Not one bad matchup. And you had star power. You had stipulations that hit. You had once-in-a-lifetime matches like the ultimate submission matchup. You had amazing moments like Shane McMahon flying off the entranceway. You had just a little bit of everything. This was a beautiful wrestling buffet where there was a little bit of everything for everybody. If you were a fan of technical wrestling, you got that. If you were a fan of hardcore wrestling, you got that. If you wanted to see the big boys play, this is not WCW, but you got that. This was a great, great show. I'm giving it a strong 4.5 out of 5. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Definitely make sure you tune in Tomorrow for a new episode of the Wrestling Delorean Podcast, where we we ah, where we will be talking about the fallout from Bound for Glory 06. We'll be talking about TNA Impact. Also, before we close out, I'm going to check the poll results. Who do you guys think was the more dominant tag team in 2001? The Brothers of Destruction or the two-man power trip? We have seven votes, and right now, the Brothers of Destruction come in with 57%. And the two-man power trip coming at 43%. Very interesting. So right now in 2001, the more dominant tag team, according to the Wrestling DeLorean Passengers, is the Brothers of Destruction, Undertaker, and Kane. I love you guys. Thank you so much for participating in the poll. Thank you so much for participating in the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And thank you so much for throwing your ones up and riding with the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Like I said, hit that fucking subscribe button. You are not going to want to miss anything on the Bloodline Entertainment Network, whether it's your boy with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast, whether it's the Circle of Debate, whether it's my boy Tim King and the Tim King Show, whether it is Top Rope Wrestling Talk, whether it's my Tribal Chief with Clark Street, whether it's the Universal Podcast, whether it's some of the exclusives like Roto Slappers, like Out of Here, like the soon to come, the debate center. So much content coming to the Bloodline Entertainment Network. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. And I will be here tomorrow with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Peace out. One love. Throw your one up in the air. Hit that subscribe button right now. You don't want to miss out. Yeah. <laughs>